I have a reservation. I'm checking in. Instant Hotel. Thank you for checking in to Checking In, an instant hotel podcast. I'm Jackson. And I'm John. And this is our episode all about season two, episode four of Netflix's uh, groundbreaking reality television show, Instant Hotel. Um, uh, John, this episode, I am so excited to talk about. Me too. This was, this is, this is, this is history. I, this, this is the first time this season that I truly felt like this is competing with season one in terms of like shocking me about what is airing in front of me. Yeah. I mean, steamy, hot, provocative. I this love it. episode is horny. Yeah. I this... cannot wait to talk about it. Like I <laughs> am riled up. Yeah. It, it brings up your blood temperature. I, I was so I was catching up with the episode on the subway coming here to record with you. And I had to turn the screen off for a bit. because so I was like, people are going to think I'm watching porn next to them. It's, and they'd be right. Yeah. I mean, it's too hot to handle. At one point, it even like feels like the beginning of a porn mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. I mean. So let's get into into it. Uh, <laughs> with that said, uh, so this is our last home, our last instant hotel we're going to be visiting. Yep. Uh, we are going to uh, tropical North Queensland. Uh, but before we do, we should give our last power rankings. Yeah. And I mean, with three couples already down, it's hard to uh, differentiate. Right. But I'm just going to go for it. So in fourth, I'm giving it to Jay and Leah. Because they are not in the final. We have determined that. Third is Raz and Mark. Enough said. Second, I'm going to give Jean and Sharon. And first, I'm giving to Debbie and Justin. Because I think that they will still pull out ahead and are the stronger competitors. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with your power rankings. Um which is not interesting, but it is the truth. Um, and that I think that Jean and Sharon, I would assume, like, might have the best scores for the, like, this, like, first half of the season where they, before they go into the finals. Um, but I do think that Justin and Debbie are going to pull ahead in the finals. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, okay, so we are in the car, headed to tropical north queensland um, and we spent a lot of time checking in with uh gene and sharon as they clean the house to get ready um and the, we do spend a lot of time watching like, them clean the house well watching a lot of time with sharon cleaning the house and then gene like doing like sort of sitcom-ish hijinks <laughs> like sitting laying in his mach- massage chair and then like yelling back at her like he's doing what she's asking him to do yeah very sitcom we also find out that uh gene is 72 and Sharon is 44. So and there is, there's an age gap. Not visible, but now we know. Yeah. We I finally mean, understand that they're not the same age. How old did you think that they were? I thought Jean was 100. <laughs> <laughs> and I did think Jean was 80, I think. Really? Reasonably. I didn't think that. I thought he was in his late 60s, which I guess 72, late 60s. Is there that much of a difference? In my mind, there is. So Jean for me is... And I talk about this a lot. It's like when I want to die is when you hit that wall where like you can't find a way to be sexy anymore. (laughs) And that can happen for men somewhere in their 70s to 80. It just happens like no matter how much you work out, how much hair you still have, you're just not hot at all. Like you're no longer a daddy, not even like a a silver daddy. That's you're just like. Yeah. So what you're saying is. Jeans cross that threshold. Yeah, and it can happen a lot earlier, but you're just saying that there is a point where, like, Jean seems to be in good shape, has had what seems like pretty good plastic surgery, has his hair, has his teeth. Right. But it's still, like, the attraction level is zero. Zero. Like, he has Uh, zero sexual charisma. Yeah, you can't really imagine him having an erection. Or doing anything involving that. And you don't want to. Um, And this is age shaming, and I get that, but I do want 
uh, listeners to know that when I reach this age, I would also like to be treated as if I'm disgusting and then die. <laughs> um, and when I reach that age and I change my mind, you can call me on it. if you remember that I did this or if you've ever listened to this podcast. Um, and then one thing I just wanted to note is that Gene does um, sort of demonstrate how to use a bidet with his clothes on. And I'm like, we don't need to see this. These two are so obsessed with bidets. I really have to just like, it's been the constant through line of their visiting any instant hotels. Like, do they have a bidet? Do they have a bidet? Yeah. It's like, are they afraid of toilet paper? Like, is there a hemorrhoid issue? Oh my God. I just have a lot of questions that I don't want answered. It's one of those things where you can have interests that you can definitely make a part of your life. Like, I feel like people know that I'm interested in Madonna or Wendy Williams. Or shrimp husbandry. I do love my shrimp, but um, I wouldn't want bidets to be a part of that. And I feel like maybe they don't anymore, but maybe they mentioned it in the first episode. Right. The producers were like, let's stick with this. And now they're like, yeah. oh, I guess we're the bidet couple. Right. <laughs> but I don't know. They also seem genuinely very interested in talking about it. So they might yeah. just be freaks uh yeah like if gene does still get hard it's only whilst using a bidet (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i am so sorry but this episode does things to your brain um okay so those are our power rankings and that's gene and sharon cleaning then everyone is on their way something that i don't think we've talked about but that really is insane is that on the way to the instant hotel they get showing a digital listing of it yeah on a giant ipad (laughs) and just like watching instead of like looking at it on an iphone which i feel like is like the natural thing to do in a car like all of them are holding these like (laughs) ipad pro sized ipads like in front of their face driving down the street and then like reading about it to the person who's driving and then it, it just is a comical thing to see and it makes them very much look like is that Forest? something they've done in the past episodes? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember because when they started doing it, when they were like, let's take a look at the digital listing, I was like, is this something new or is this something they do? They've definitely done it. I don't know if they do it every episode, okay. but they've definitely done it both seasons. Mm, interesting. So they get to the house. What do you think about the house? So it is very isolated. It's like yeah, Mark... Not Mark. Jay makes... Uh, wow, I just confused Jay and Mark. That's so rude to my beautiful <laughs> baby Jay. so different. Um, makes a joke that like he should have had a playlist set up just to drive down their driveway because it's so long. Yeah. Um, which is kind of fun, but also like you have to really be mentally committed to being in the middle of a rainforest in someone's house so far from anything. Yeah. Like this is definitely a situation where like this is not part of Melbourne. Like this is not part of uh, like the greater area of a city. Like you're nowhere close to anything. Yeah, they're really... I mean, they are quite literally off the grid, right? Yeah, I mean... I think they talk about having their own energy source or something or water supply, something like that. I don't know. They're very into their environmentalism in like a way that's super self-congratulatory. Like, oh my God, we're so great. It's like, well, it's just because you're rich. Like, Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're doing anything for the environment except... Living in the rainforest. I mean, are bidets more environmentally friendly than toilet paper? That's a great question. Something to think about. Listeners, if you have any idea, let us know. Yeah, If you are an environmental scientist, we'd love to hear from you. Um, Great. Okay, so my first impression of the house is that it's like kind of hideous. Yeah. The front door is really ugly. It looks... The first floor, and I mean, that's the thing is the first floor and second floor are very different from one another. The first floor still looks, it still has like that suburban feel to it in a way that I don't really know. Maybe it's like, I mean, the kitchen looks very suburban. Like it's like the color of the woods and like the cabinets and the granite all kind of mishing together. Yeah. Like you look at it and you can tell that a 70 year old lives there. I'm like, oh, okay. This is like an older person's home. Right. It does feel like a generation thing. It's like a very nice kitchen, but it's a kitchen that no one our age would ever be like, this is my dream kitchen. Exactly. Um, Also. No one our age being 19. Yeah, of course. No 19 year old would want that. Um, and so, of course, they talk a lot about his massage chair. You know what I love about the massage chair? Okay, it's hideous. <laughs> so ugly. <laughs> but what a lot of people who have massage chairs don't do 
is I f- the couch matches it really well. It's like the same white leather. So I feel like they got the massage chair and then got a couch to match, which wow. at least I appreciate in terms of like... That's a real reverse engineering of your <laughs> <laughs> like aesthetic choices. I agree, but I hate when it's like a massage chair, which is foul, and then like a beautiful couch. It's like, why would oh, you right. do that to that couch? Like at least have like some like <laughs> you awful... Do that? overstuffed white leather couch to match your awful massage chair. So a lot happens with with this massage chair. Yes. Mark gets stuck in it and Raz calls for help <laughs> for everyone in the house to come running to free him from the massage chair. Which is just another moment where I'm like, Raz and Mark, like, get out of my face. It's like this bit isn't funny enough. <laughs> yeah, if you were editing this episode, you would have cut that. Oh, like, yeah, that, that would absolutely like have never been seen. Um, they'd be like, oh, remember that time you got stuck in a massage chair? And be like, no, because the viewers did not see that. Um, but then also, just jumping ahead really quickly, when Juliet and L.L. Bean take the tour of their house and they see the massage chair, Juliet refers to it as a, an eclectic style choice, which I think is like a gross misuse of the concept of eclectic style like right this is a geriatric style choice (laughs) this is like when you choose comfort over looks it's like having like velcro shoes you know it's like okay like let's call it what is this is not like eclectic this is not like having like an african mask next to like a column right you know it's yeah it's not about eclectic it's not a design right. choice it's, not, well, it's, I, an, it's it, a it, comfort choice right i mean it is for jeans old creaky body <laughs> right um so there's a lot of weird colors happening in the house oh my god yeah i don't necessarily hate them as much as some of I, I don't know i feel like i don't hate them as much as i don't like like the very blah kitchen color palette right i don't hate that pink and yellow wall personally i think for me it's like i would Love to see the version of this house that is that pink and yellow wall. Mm-hmm. Like that. It doesn't Aesthetic make any everywhere. sense. And that's, I think, the issue with it is like, that is, I guess, eclectic. It's like, here's a very sleek, like, very brightly colored neon wall. And also the chairs are neon yellow in the kitchen. But then like everything else is this drab brown yeah. concept. And I'm like, just choose one or the other. Yeah. Also, there's so much stone yeah in this house in a way that i like reminds me of like castles even if like they're pretty aesthetically uh-huh. like you can't put furniture good. inside of them because furniture always looks hideous inside of these spaces yeah. and it's kind of the same thing here where like everything looks the stone wrong. also feels very 70s like brady bunch house Ooh. to me so regardless i'm not a fan of it um the master bathroom is massive it's, i don't know if we want to jump ahead to that but we should i'm doing it it is bizarre uh, Jay and Leah remarked that there's uh, all of this stuff. There's just no door, um, yeah. which is true. There's a privacy screen that says like happiness. peace, love, and happiness in <laughs> <laughs> um, frosted glass that you can see through yeah. uh, where the words are. And then there's a toilet number day behind of the privacy course. screen and a shower. And then there's a separate section <laughs> of this bathroom, which is basically an entire another room just without walls. Um, or like there's a pony wall maybe. And behind that is... Um, a, an easel for painting and yes. several canvases. <laughs> a chess set. A chess set and a guitar and another instrument. It's like, I'm sorry, what is going on? There's like some sort of renaissance fair <laughs> happening in their bathroom every day. You know what it is? It reminded me of like building a house in The Sims. And I yes. Was like, this is the library. This is where you're going for your activities. And so, and like all of those things exist in The Sims, which like The Sims does not have that many objects. Right. But it was at least The Sims 1. But it was like, okay, here's a chess set. Here's an easel. Here's a guitar. Right. Because you they use the guitar and the... Uh, easel for creativity points yes. for your jobs and the study uh, the uh, and the chess is for logic yes points it's logic um and then the mirrors for charisma <laughs> obviously <laughs> and you just talk to the i mean that is wow we were talking about this at work <laughs> the other day but like i just really love bringing my sim home from work making them eat dinner and then making them talk to themselves in the mirror for somewhere bef- <laughs> between three and four hours before yeah. I let them get in bed. Right. Cause I'm like, I'm sorry, we're getting a raise tomorrow or I'm going to fucking kill myself. Well, exactly. And it's like, <laughs> you're going to talk into this mirror until you literally pass out from sleep or until I tell you to do it again. And the little right. box appears that says like, <laughs> I'm far too tired to do this. I'm like, well, I guess you can go to sleep then. Uh, this also, this whole house does feel like a Sims house in that, like, especially in Sims 1, there were very few, like, 
aesthetic options. Yeah. And the, I think the most expensive walls you could have were stone walls. Right. And then, like, the most expensive, like, couch you could have was this, like, velvet, <laughs> like, sort of, like, Chesterfield. Yeah. And so you'd want, like, the nicest things because then your comfort points would go up. Yeah. And uh, also, like, I'm just going to buy the most expensive stuff. Right. Hello. But then it always ended up looking like Jean and Sharon's house, like, a weird castle with, like, hideous <laughs> furniture inside of it and, like, things just in rooms because you're trying to, like, game the game rather than make it, like, a nice-looking house. Wow. That's a lot to unpack there. And something for our view- listeners to um, chew on for a while. Yeah, if anyone's <laughs> hopefully um, old enough to have played just The Sims 1 and 2 before being in college. But you know what? Not to um, go too far off topic. At times in my life, I've wanted to become more charismatic. And I thought, like, how do I do that? And the only way that I thought of was like, well, I mean, I can talk into a mirror. That's what they do in The Sims. I've never actually tried it, but like... I just thought, like, well, that's definitely one reason, like, one way to do it that I've heard of. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe we should practice this weekend and check back on, on Monday morning. That would be great. Report back if you feel more charismatic. <laughs> um, okay. So, that is downstairs. Upstairs is... We're spending a lot of time on the house That's okay. This it week. deserves it. Um, that's because everything sort of is the house this yeah, week. Yeah, the house is it. Because um, they do not leave the property. Uh, they go upstairs. Upstairs is sort of has this like new england like shiplap wall like white paint vibe yeah that does not speak to downstairs no not at all at all the only like through line between any of the rooms is that they have tomato themed pillows (laughs) (laughs) yeah i hadn't even realized that wow that is the only but yeah it's like two separate houses the upstairs being just i mean more appropriate for the fact that it's like it's just kind of white walls with nice big windows to appreciate, like let the light in and appreciate the like space the that you're in. All the trees that are yeah. outside. Yeah. Um, also, the upstairs, one of the bathrooms has a really iconic photo of uh, Sharon. Oh my god! With uh, totally nude, with bunches of bananas covering her um, naughty bits. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and just on a beach with the banana over her labia. <laughs> <laughs> and bananas over both of her nipples. I mean, she looks great. She does. Period. Sharon always looks great. <laughs> That's not up for discussion. She was a flight attendant, and now Did she's a wife. Read the plaque on her wall. I don't think so. So there's a plaque while they're giving, like while they're doing the cleaning, they pause on, like they show a shot of a magazine article about her that's framed on their wall. And I literally paused it to read it. It was kind of interesting. Also hard to read because like the resolution is not that clear, but how she was a flight attendant and then became like a flight attendant to the stars and how um, everybody writes their own script in life. And wow, hers would be award winning according to this puff piece. Well, anyways, that's just a small love to aside see um, as a film. People don't love the banana photo in the house, which no. I agree is weird. It is. To have in They were like, do you want to see your instant hotel like hosts oh. n- naked photos in their home? And to that, I say, yes, I would like to if they were <laughs> Jay Leah or Justin. Um, so that would be nice. Let's just not make any like sort of universal rules about what <laughs> good decor and design is. Uh, because if there was just a Justin's dick pic on a wall, I'd be like... <laughs> Like That's, over a fireplace. Like let's sell it to MoMA. Like that bit, like huge. Y- yes. Wow. Okay. Well, I think we'd all love that. <laughs> Maybe not Deb, Debbie. Um. Okay. So, should we get to activities? Um. Yes. Oh, or should I we talk about the price? Notes. The price is nine hundred and ninety per night. This is four bedrooms, three bath. Yeah. So it's a nice amount of space. Right. I think that the the price isn't awful i think if this is what you're looking for yeah which is like a very private retreat yeah i think it's very specific in terms of what you're looking for in terms of wanting to be like private in the rainforest but also having like six to eight people right it's like it would be weird to go there as raz and mark actually comment it would be weird for you to go as a couple because it's just too much space and like doesn't make sense but like but then five friends wanted to go it would be it'd be nice and i don't think 990 would be that insane oh i yeah um but sort of counteracting that point is that the whole house is sort of set up as like a sex dungeon (laughs) of sorts um 
in that like it's designed to watch you or your lover naked at any moment <laughs> so there's no door in the bathroom and like a privacy screen that doesn't offer any privacy <laughs> and then also the stairs are glass on the like the run and so if you're walking upstairs you can look through the glass like up someone's skirt right and so jay and leah do like a pervert test <laughs> Was what Jay calls it to see if he can see up his girlfriend's skirt. And then Justin sort of plays like he's going to also come look over his skirt. And then Jay's like, no, you look at the ground. And he's like, oh, I'll look at the ground. <laughs> wait uh, a minute. Wait a minute. So that is the beginning <laughs> of the sexual tensions. This episode. That really... And I didn't even realize how like, I don't know that much about like cuckolding, but it seems it listening to you describe it. It feels very weird. And uh-huh. There is a sexually charged an undercurrent in this episode <laughs> that if you let it get like grab onto you, it will drag you away. It is like a riptide. It's gonna pull you out to sea, and you're gonna be drowning in sexual lust. <laughs> and I am. I'm <laughs> just. I'm sorry. Hearing you say like Justin, you look at the ground, and Justin's like, I look at the ground. <laughs> There's uh, some domination games going on. Um, so we do that, and then we get to our activity options. Um, so some of them are, you know, rainforest walks. There are electric golf carts you can ride around on. Um, but the main attraction is Jean's Fountain of Youth. Yeah, which is like a little river. Uh, that has some very nice clay in the bottom that you can rub onto your body. And so Jean describes his... Um, process for maintaining his youthful routine glow which uh, as you all have heard i don't think he has um (laughs) anymore and that is to uh he calls it unrobe oh really Uh, okay i don't know if that's an australian thing or if it's uh we call it disrobing uh but he unrobes (laughs) (laughs) uh, gets into the river fully nude rubs clay all over himself and then rinses off in the river um and so everyone's like, we got to go do that. We got to go to Jean's Fountain of Youth. Well, not everybody. Rez and Mark are there, but not there, participating. But not interested. So Jay, Leah, Debbie, and Justin, Justin um, decide to go in. in their, they're in their bathing suits, and they get some clay, and they form a what they refer to as a clay train. Yes. Um, which then it's so Debbie. Followed by Justin, followed by Jay, followed by Leah in this train. So Leah's the caboose (laughs) and Debbie's the engine. And so they're rubbing clay all over each other. Jay is like, oh, I'll rub some on your abs to Justin. Yeah. (laughs) And he does. And he does. And then the camera also gets very (laughs) lustful here. Like it is a close up just on like just Justin's stomach. Yeah. And Jay's hand like slowly stroking clay into it. His body is on point. He looks fantastic. He looks so great. Um, but yeah, the the undercurrent we're talking about, like this is where the camera man gets swept <laughs> away as well. And <laughs> <laughs> the production's like, sorry, but we need to fuck. <laughs> and so that happens. And then they're like rinsing off. And then everyone's like, do the full, someone needs to do the full gene. Yeah. And then in a talking head, Jay and Leah are explaining what was going on. And say, like, um, it makes sense for it to be Justin that does the full gene, which means getting fully nude in the river, uh, because he's the best looking guy here. And Leah says, sorry, uh, he's the best looking guy here. No offense, babe. And Jay goes, no, he's the best looking guy here. Yeah. And then we flashback, or I guess it is a flashback of sorts uh, to Justin uh, spinning his uh, bathing suit over his head. Yeah. Uh, So he's fully nude in this river giggling then he gets out does not put the bathing suit back on no um, just covers himself covers himself with one hand raz and mark who have decided not to participate because <laughs> they are what fucking boring um are just like oh well he only has like to hold it with one hand which is like yeah he was in a cold river right also, like, like why would he need two hands to like, hold his dad like <laughs> i'm sorry like i don't know what raz and mark's penis and like <laughs> mark's what penis situation is situation but it's like is doing but like i don't know if you're bragging on your husband but like we're not <laughs> impressed raz um like good luck with your two-hander um <laughs> but so then justin is like holding a towel around himself but then it just falls away and he's like running yeah his ass is just and then he like kind of runs in front of everyone so he, they're like 
watching his ass and i'm assuming like balls just sort of like swing <laughs> yeah. from behind they sure are um i watched that is... scene several times his ass is beautiful it's a nice little just round it's uh, i need an adult <laughs> um, this episode watching it for the first time i was like i, I just warned... didn't expect it to go that far and i was like oh my god like i had warned you about it I remember because I watched this episode before you and I texted you and I said, you're not going to believe what happens. And then you te- <laughs> you were like, you texted me like that night and we're like, oh my God. I was just like watching it like, oh man, like what is happening? <laughs> uh, okay. So then we get inside. Everyone is tidying up uh, for dinner. And it's time to shower. And it's time to shower. And as we've discussed, the um, master bathroom, the Sims bathroom has... No door yeah. or privacy. So <laughs> first, I need to point out the fact that they... So um, Jay is showering in there and uh, they show this beautifully shot uh, image of him showering with his like ass visible, but the chest set in the foreground of the shot kind of covering his ass. Right. It's a, it's a major iconic cinematography moment. Um, and he also has a nice ass. I mean, Jay, like, we've really, I think, done Jay disservice a bit on this pod by focusing so heavily on Justin and not letting Jay know that I'm also down to fuck. <laughs> Jay is also super hot. Jay is. Oh, I mean, we said such like, a nice smile. Jay and Leah are the nicest, hottest couple. And something I love is that in this episode, like, they are out. Like, there's no way for them to get into the final. So now they're just having fun. Yeah. And boy, do they have fun. Love um, to see it. So, yeah, just when you think the nudity's over, they're like, hey, more nudity. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I know. Like, it really, I thought that ass was like, the end of it. I thought just Justin disrobing. Like, that was enough for me. Like, I, I am and then it was set like, for life. Uh, but then we get Jay naked. Yeah. And then and then I'm like, okay, so this is it. Yeah. Now we're like, done. I am as horny as I can possibly <laughs> be. Like, this is the most turned on a person can be from a Netflix original series. Uh, but then I'm wrong. Because yeah. we immediately get a men.com um, <laughs> sort of introduction scene because Justin comes into the bathroom while Jay is towel drying, but is, I guess, wrapped in his towel and like drying his hair. Um, and is like, hey, sorry, mate. I just needed to grab the, I'm just coming in to grab the iron. Yeah. And like gets an ironing board and a an iron. But it's like also like taking a sweet time in this situation. Oh yeah. And Jay there, Jay no says reason. there's no reason for him to be in the bathroom, but Jay says um uh, something to the effect of like you could have showered with me, right? Yeah, you could have joined me. You could have joined me in the shower and he, he's like I'll leave that to Leah is what Justin's <laughs> response is, which is not no. <laughs> it's not no, but also it's like just lean into it. Like this is your moment, like you know. Yeah. It's one of those scenarios where it's like Jay is very clearly testing the waters of, yeah. like, how far this can go. Absolutely. And trust me, like, 15-year-old me has been there. Um, and anyways, uh, <laughs> I am I'm just saying Justin <laughs> needs to take the bait because I mean, that's what's happening. Yeah, 100%. And maybe it's just because the cameras are there that we don't see more happening which if there are, if they, if they decided, I'm sorry, <laughs> there if, is footage. if production decided that we wanted to see Mark get stuck in a massage <laughs> chair, but that I did not want to see Justin and Jay rub each other down in the shower and at the very minimum jerk each other off. Like I am, if that footage exists, I will pay premiums. Like we're ready to go to Australia to find the footage. Oh, I, I will. If like there's a literal cutting room and I have to like splice together <laughs> images and like with like tape or whatever and put it through a reel, like I will learn how to do that and do it. <laughs> like I'm committed. Um, okay. So that, so that whole, like that was five minutes of a lot happening. The rest of the episode is a, a blur for me. So I mean, all of life is a blur right now. Just talking about it. But um, there's a lot that happens in that five minutes that, as Jackson said, can really make you think for a long time <laughs> and is not where we expected this episode to go. But no. um, we loved it. Definitely our favorite part of the episode. And you think, OK, that's as weirdly sexual as this group house can get. But again, no. <laughs> So we go to we have dinner. Justin grills steaks. They talk about scoring. Whatever. Raz and Mark are like trying to play the game to make sure that they're um, 
dungeon home can uh, see another day on this show. Oh, I two quick notes. Um, I was this past weekend was with my friend George, who is Australian, and his mom was visiting. And oh she my God. lives in Australia uh, currently, so visiting from Australia. And two things is that I asked them, "Have you ever been to Cooper PD?" Uh-huh. They have not. And then like. George was not fully clear on what it was, but his mom was like, oh, is that that place where people live underground? So that's, <laughs> she's like, oh, it's like the mining place where people live underground. So that's its reputation. And okay. With Australians. And then I, what else did I ask them? Oh, I asked them if they watch Instant Hotel and she had never heard of it. Wow. So I continue to think that this doesn't actually air in Australia. <laughs> Disappointed. Uh, but I'm so glad you asked that because during the deliberation, as you just said, Mark and Raz literally call Cooper PD a bucket list location. Right. And that's what I was curious about is if Australians really think that because they might, you know, there's like yeah, places in the U S that I'm sure of other people, like people from other countries haven't heard of, but um, that's interesting. That anecdotal evidence makes me think that it's not actually a bucket list, location. a bucket list location. Well, and the thing about bucket list is that they're personal. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> I it was also just struck me as so ridiculous to hear them say, because just the words Cooper PD is so silly. <laughs> that's hearing them be very serious. Like Cooper PD is a bucket list location. Like you just sound so silly. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah, you sound ridiculous. Um, okay. So they're obviously trying to play the game, uh, but I don't think they're going to succeed. But then we have another, uh, scene where we enter uh, Jean's personal nightclub. <laughs> the club, which also is something that I'd love to build. I think this was more in Sims 2 or like Sims Live in Large or um, oh, when you can Hot have the, Date. Like you have the my d- house, light up dance floor. Yes, like the house definitely has a club. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. the Yes. 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 Um, a, per, a personal nightclub is the most Paris Hilton thing you can do. Like in the bling ring when they break into Robber House and then they just party in her club. Mm-hmm. Like there is something so aspirational about having a club. And this is what I like most about Jane and Sharon's house is that they do have their own personal stripper pole. I don't think that I would actually enjoy a personal club in my house because like the whole point is to go out, you know? I think I would find a way to enjoy it. Maybe. But you're also more popular and social than I am. So you just have like oh, more friends that would go. I don't know if I'm... I definitely am more insane in terms of like going out I think that you're more going out and social than I am whereas my personal club would just be like literally me in like a disco outfit (laughs) like dancing to Madonna by myself okay but that I mean wouldn't you enjoy that yes but I feel like it would wear off quickly anyways regardless if you had a a karaoke machine in your personal nightclub I think that you would spend hours a week in it I think I would really start crafting like a set list (laughs) a concert like choreo yeah like talking to the audience moments like put your hands up (laughs) so i think we both have different ways we can utilize this dream but the way that gene and sharon do it is by coming back which is something i really don't usually like on instant hotels when the hosts decide they want to interact with their guests in season one didn't they really mark somebody down for doing that they did uh it's a babe and bondi Oh, right. I feel like they just didn't like Babe and Monday. Because they showed up they to just didn't get uh, have that hot shirtless waiter bring everyone margaritas. Yes. The number one rule. Uh, you must drink a margarita. Um, so, yeah, they come back and they decide to have Debbie bull dance for us. Yes. Or I don't really Justin know. Justin does first and then Debbie does, which... Um, people are rude about Debbie's abilities on the pole. She actually kind of pulls it off, I think. Also, she just has an iconic haircut. Good bang. She does, yeah. You know? And having just seen Hustlers last night, I can say that pole dancing is a sport. Um, yeah. It really takes physical skill, and I think Debbie shows that she might have a future. Agree. In pole dancing if uh, her instant hotel's <laughs> retirement plan <laughs> doesn't work out. Um, okay, so that's that scene. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, no, I think that's it. It's fun to see them like all dancing together, but I guess that's why I was thinking that it wouldn't be fun. Is it's like, is this nightclub really that fun for them? Where it's like, Justin, Jay, and Leah are like the young ones, and then it's like you have to dance with like Raz and Mark. I don't know. They I think, seem to have a good time. I think also because this place is so isolated, like it would be more fun if you like had a big group you were vacationing with. It's like, oh, we actually have like a dance floor we can go. Just, like, play loud music in. Yeah. Um, Pick your own set. Because I've been in, like, group house Airbnbs where it's, like, you do just, like, party at your house. Yeah. But there's not always, like, a natural place to do it without fucking things up. So 
Yeah, that could be it would also be nice to have a separated place, right? You know, and, and the fact that this like is some away sort of from outbuilding, yeah. So I'm into it. Okay, Sh- should we get into that's fair? Uh, the judges' thoughts and scoring. Yeah, so the judges um, liked everything for the most part, with the exclusion of some of the colors and I think the privacy. Right, Juliet is less hype <clears throat> on it than LL Bean is. LL Bean will not stop referring to this house as having like rock and roll style and energy. And what I realized <laughs> um, from this is that rock and roll just means straight people camp. Yeah. Um, so anytime someone says rock and roll, now I'm just gonna be like, oh, straight people camp. Like that's all it is. Yeah. Because this house is campy in a deranged way. Yeah. And everybody's like, it's rock and roll. Like if you don't like Gene and Sharon, it's like rock and roll lifestyle. And it's like, okay. All right. Anyway. <laughs> um, well, yeah, they're, like, okay with the house. They, like, Juliet, of course, is thrilled that there's white sheets on the beds. Yeah. It's, like, the mark of hospitality or it's whatever she says. the only mark, yeah. Um, which is a learning for me. It's, like, if you're going to have an instant hotel, you need white sheets. I know. And they need to be hairless. They need to be <laughs> spotless. No stains, no hairs. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's... So they give them a seven, each of them. Right. Um, and then the other teams give their scores... So we have uh, Debbie and Justin give them an eight. Mark and Raz give them an eight. And Jay and Leah, now out of the competition, give them a nine. So that leads them to a combined overall score of 39 out of 50, which is like really huge. Yeah. Like that's a good score. So the score now, it's like 39, then 34, 32. Yeah. So... Justin and Debbie are in second place right now, but that means that both they and Gene and Sharon are moving on to the finals. Yes. And something that's different this year, uh, it's kind of exciting, is that there is like a financial incentive. Oh, yeah. And so it's like $10,000? $10,000 to like take the judges' critiques and basically upgrade their space or fix it to like... um try to win and yeah. like, that's also something they're going to take into account in their next score is like how much did they like take the feedback and run with that yeah i think that's a really great system um because in the first season i felt like people were blowing 40 50 grand <laughs> right. improving their houses for to a, win a, <laughs> a trip that a cost trip valued that. at like ten thousand. so right. this feels it makes me feel better whereas right. before i was like did you like have to get a new mortgage for this like yeah. are you sure this was worth it so I'm really excited about the finale. I'm very, like, the final uh, round. I think that it's really exciting to see what changes they're going to make. Right. And Sharon says, $10,000 for me is just one piece of furniture. So so we'll see what she is willing to do. It's just a giant overstuffed couch that matches my massage <laughs> just chair. Just another piece of massage it's equipment. It's just one more photo shoot with bananas and <laughs> like, no clothing. What if there was just a huge <laughs> naked photo of Jean, like a sculpture of Jean's balls? <laughs> like dangling all the way from the ceiling to the ground um, over two stories yeah oof um <laughs> wow just imagine that um okay is there anything else you want to add about this episode no i think that this was a really good episode i'm going to be thinking about the different interactions between jay and leah and justin for a long time but it was a really enjoyable hour i do want to end by just saying that i know that Jay and Leah want to have a threesome with Justin. That's what I learned from this episode on rewatching it. It's like, I don't know if Justin's into it, but Jay and Leah are having, o- like there's an <laughs> opening that if Justin wanted to at all show interest, like they would be slamming and jamming. Yeah. And I would like to see it. Um, <laughs> if you liked this episode, you um, thought this was something you want to hear more about, <laughs> uh, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or your, I guess iTunes is dead, on Apple Podcasts. Yes, the podcast or, app. Or your podcatcher of choice. Maybe you're a Stitcher person or a Spotify person. Um, I don't know if we're available on those <laughs> because that's on me to set up and I don't think I did. Uh, so, sorry. I was going to say, I don't know about that one. <laughs> um, and uh, please, uh, stay in our dms um we have honestly heard back from two of you yeah um which we love uh want to shout out my new good friend um 
Sleepy Waldo on Instagram. Thank you for reaching out about the uh, pod ask where it was and for your feedback. Um, and something that she noted about last episode uh, is that Jean uh, and Sharon dis- or Jean referred to Jay and Leah's home as unlivable. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we've seen their home, it's like, okay. Yeah. That was rude. <laughs> that was rude. It was very I'm rude like- already, but like your house is not great. Um, and that's, that's all we got folks. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. She was discussing, um, <laughs> Chopped and screwed. You just really had That's me there a good, for a second. You like, took me back to college. Yeah, yes. Like, okay. I'm on lean, and this is yeah, me. Like, I'm on lean. Elizabeth Warren. Uh, on lean. Oh God. So but, I feel like I'm back in college. I love this. So she was discussing how we're all in a hubbub over, you know, paper straws and, um, like, oh, yeah. eating less beef or like switching to impossible when? patties or whatever. Right, and it's like Sorry, impossible patties. <laughs> impossible patties, impossible burgers, impossible patties. Pa- that's Nicole Patrick. <laughs> he he is my impossible patty. Oh, um, that's really cute. Because he's so difficult. Impossible <laughs> um, Anyway, that uh, you know, all that is well and good, and like she's in support of that, and like thinks that there is importance at the individual level, at least of like feeling like you're doing something. But that really, what you need to be doing is regulating industry and corporations and taxing them and treating them like they are responsible for the world that they're creating because they are. And I think that like that sort of like encapsulates my feelings about Equinox as well. It's just like, and I think it was what Patrick's point was, is like Stephen Ross is able to exist and able to have a fundraiser like this that raises this much money because of how we've obliterated all of the laws that we had in place at one point uh, to prevent these things from happening and also like that we haven't even improved on those laws over time to or keep up with the they were never put in place to like allow right. for or five yeah, people yeah. on the Supreme Court struck them some of them down yeah. right, right so like Citizens United obviously like yeah. all of these things matter and it matters I think more that we understand them than that we understand like who Stephen Ross is but it's much easier to like get mad about Stephen yep. Ross and about this one fundraiser than to think about like all the other funds were raised, like are being raised and no, donated. That's a really good point. Right. Yeah. So I think, but, and that's something I'm always conflicted by. And I've talked about on here a lot. It's just like the individual sort of personal mandate to do something about what's happening feels very important but then like you like step one step back and you're like i truly can do nothing unless like i can make changes further up the food chain um because otherwise like me recycling or me like reducing the amount that i'm buying or whatever it is like that's well and good but it's making no difference unless we're making like systemic change but it also does again if we're all collectively doing something small it does make a difference Right, yeah. And but, that's yeah, so but keep like eating your impossible patties yeah. and, and paper straws. Right. But, keep eating that impossible patty. But also tax corporate polluters. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, do more than tax them. Like, shut them down because they can afford. But also, if we do reform, then maybe they can't afford. Uh, reform, too. Reform. Reform. Um, so that's Equinox. Um, I just want to quickly run through our other Done. mailbag. Done. Yeah, our other mailbag. I do feel good about it. I feel like we're all feel that was great. Yeah, arrived in a similar place. If you like all truly stopped caring about the Equinox controversy uh, the day after it came up, uh, that's the point. Um, that is the yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't. Uh, even though I, you know, I'm <laughs> a proud yeah. member, um, or less proud, proud. Proud member, just just member. Less member. proud. I mean, I used to be a very proud member of Equinox, yeah. but now I'm a less proud member, um, but still love it as a gem you know what my thing is if you're going to stay a member just like steal more of the soap and the shampoo and the fancy like Malin and Goetz stuff or whatever they're using these days like it's kills take longer showers you know have more steam room sex like just do more things to make their facilities more expensive they are getting more homophobic I will say the by homophobic I mean you know not allowing sex yeah right public sex Uh, there's a new sign on the steam room in the Columbus Circle gym that's like 
uh, Equinox is a zero tolerance community for inappropriate sexual behavior. Like, but if it's co- two consenting adults, what's inappropriate about it? Where are I mean, two hot gay dudes supposed to have sex? If like not in their own home, that's disgusting. No, no, Ew. No, I'm sorry. Not. Being at home is for eating and watching Netflix. If you have sex in your own house, like you might as well just like shit all over your sheets. Yeah. Ew. I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm not kidding. It's but disgusting. I mean, I also do I, agree. Like those <laughs> things get cleans like every day. So. But our sheets don't. But our sheets don't. Mine sure because don't. Because we don't have Going on what? Two weeks, in unit baby. laundry. Oh. Um, okay, so really quickly, so Scarlett Johansson said what she said earlier, which is that she could play trees in movies if she wants to, and it's like, okay, girl. Um, Why isn't she in Cats? <laughs> oh my god, she yes. could, she would look great. Oh, yes. that was we, your casting. She we could pull did, it off. We never talked about Cats on this podcast. Uh, we're gonna have to do that in another episode because this one's going long. Um, like OG episodes. Yeah, this is an OG. We're um, but so what she actually said, do you have the quote pulled up? About Woody Allen? Persona non grata numero dos. Um, On our podcast, number one would be Trump. So Two for me is truly Woody Allen. I believe okay. him and I would work with him anytime. I've been very direct with him and he's been very direct with me. He maintains his innocence and I believe him. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, just so we all remember, uh, decided to give a speech at the Women's March in D.C., the first Women's March. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there. But she probably forgot the second one. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's like that kind of girl. Uh, yeah. So yeah. she, but she, um, you know, as someone who is uh, a member and like a visible member of the Time's Up movement. I don't mm-hmm. know. She's, is she involved with is Time's she? Up? I think she was just in the Women's March. Was she not? I've remember. She's like, very visible Planned Parenthood supporting because she talked about that the Women's March. I know. Um, I could be wrong. I'm googling. Roz's giving it a go. Well, either way, she's uh, repped by CAA. Let's be honest. Oh. Honey. That's some tea. That's the truth. Do you want to explain that? Yeah, actually, yeah. Can you? Um, so a thing that's discussed, but like, Me Too is great. It's great movement. More or less all of those women involved and represented are repped by CAA. Which is the biggest or one of the biggest, most powerful agencies. But it just happens that they're all repped by them. And it seems like a very powerful... Again, what it does is very great. It's very great. But there are certain people and where they have their meetings happen... I've heard are at CA offices. And it seems, it appears that they could possibly be behind it. I don't think it dist- t- takes away from anything uh, Me Too is doing. Right, Just right. like, you know, if like Coca-Cola decided to become, you know, zero emission, carbon emissions, like that's great. I mean, but it makes sense. Yeah. But that's like every day I wake I up Scarlet and I thank my corporate overlords right. for my existence. But you've got you've got to wonder what like what um, I'll say targets of Time's Up like deserving targets, but are are you know not rep by CAA you know or somehow have snubbed or were snubbed by CAA. You have you just have to wonder is that kind of what what we're yeah ex- exactly okay. and um, I just like looked up says. It's just, and maybe this is actually just translated from another language. It's like, Scarlett Johansson, me too, says she's standing by. So it's... <laughs> she's in. She's well, in. She is standing by Woody Allen, and uh, the overall... Wait, this was on The View? Oh, they debated it, yeah. Oh, I love my girls in The View. If I could watch it every day. Did they drag her for the Woody Allen stuff? Well, you know, Megan McCain, my fucking enemy, my nemesis. But uh, is she, what is Megan McCain's stance on Woody Allen? I'm dying to know. I bet that, that guys, she wishes that was she a, could call him her dad. That was a sarcasm, eye roll I also situation. I do, don't think she probably... I mean, you know, Kane probably also hates him. He's holly weird. Oh, and he's Joash. Strike two. Am I right? Oh, oh wait. It's three strikes. <laughs> two strikes. Sports. And we forgive you, baseball, because we want the game yeah, to wrap yeah. up faster. Yeah, because honestly, like... We don't yeah. have time for this. Um, uh, we have time for literally everything else, though. Uh, so, yeah... Scarlett Johansson, we talked about her in our, randomly, our Tilda Swinton episode. Um, Could she play Tilda Swinton? Because she and Tilda Swinton were both, um, oh, she. No, we gave Scarlett Johansson was her own episode. I think Tilda was featured. 
We don't. No, we have the worst memory. But no, I did look it up. We have our own separate Scarlett Johansson episode. Oh uh, well, when she's she also mentioned to play a trans on. Man. Oh yeah, for uh, the movie Robin Hood. Which she pulled out of. Or yeah, she pulled out, out of because shame. of pressure. Yeah. Um, but she did still manage to play uh, the lead in Ghost in the Shell. Hey, do you know what's Do you know what's kind of annoying though about the whole thing where she pulled out the the movie about the the famous trans guy? What is that? Is no well, longer happening. No, right, and and that's what sucks. And I'm not saying that she should have stayed in it to keep it on, but it's crazy that whole project was somehow based around her. And I don't even think that's her fault, but it's just like now it's just not happening. Well, it's also like couldn't have she used her power for something like I'll play a smaller role. Could, right. right, couldn't she have said I'm still executive producing or whatever the hell she's yeah. doing and just get a great trans so actor in it? Like I will say, um, and this is not a surprise for anyone who's listened to this podcast before, but my uh, love of my life, Brad Pitt, um, was, huh? The Gitlane sister. Uh, he was profiled in the New York Times this week in advance of Ad Astra coming out, which I can't wait to see. And he uh, was talking about the night that Moonlight won Best Picture, which is a film that he produced. And he was at James Gray's house eating spaghetti um, instead of going to the Oscars that night. Uh, and... You know, he also produced films like 12 Years a Slave, where he has a very small role. Mm. It is a white savior-ish role, but it's only in, like, one scene at the end of the movie. Um, and, like, is a producer who does what we've talked about, which is, you know, raising up artists who wouldn't otherwise yeah. get funded. Right. And plan B. I mean, Plan B is... But also... Plan B. Done amazing work. Um, and, like, as he's gone forward and with Plan B, like, he's in less and less of it and like has to physically be less involved um while still being very monetarily involved and you know using his star power and to get things produced and made helps because like moonlight would have been weird if he walked in as like well right absolutely truant officer at this elementary school or something like what like what it's like that really breaks it right yeah i mean he doesn't not break it in 12 years of slave i will say like (laughs) except that like okay if we're gonna have a white savior it might as well look like brad pitt like that's what I am. Fair. Not your exception. I, I mean, it's like if we have to have one, can he be the hottest man alive? Perfect. Um, anyway, so yeah, like ScarJo, right, could be like our boy Brad, who uh, even though he was an executive producer on a film, uh, didn't feel the need to be there on stage to receive the award, but instead was eating spaghetti at but, his friend's house. But I mean, that's also like. Um, the type of person, right? Where it's like these people, there are certain people who feel like, and I guess I'm sure it's a pl- difference of being a woman and a man in Hollywood and feeling up like taking up space, right? And where she feels like she constantly is defending herself, where he's been able to be very comfortable. Um, I mean, yeah, that's a really good point. You know, and so there's that difference where it's like, there was an article, have we talked about this on here? That like Brad Pitt is a um, character oh, actor stuck in an A lister's body. body. Which, that's I, true. My he's favorite not a, thing. You really, I just think like, about it. You're like, like mm, but he yeah, is a great character. He's a great character actor. But uh, the funniest rebuttal I saw to this one, which like really just like brings it into light, is like, imagine being the opposite. I'm actually a leading man sucked in a character actor's body. It's like, okay, Ed so Norton. done. Wait, you think that Ed Norton is a leading man? He, he is a leading Ed man. Ed Norton thinks he's no, a leading man. No, 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 but I'm saying, so Ed Norton is, what, a leading man sucking a character? You think he has a character actor's body? I don't yes. think Ed Norton, I think he is a character actor. I think he's, like, he's way too involved he in... He would sell a movie, though. Yeah, no, that... put a poll. No, 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 here's the thing. Yeah. What, like, the thing is, it's, like, if John Goodman thought of himself as a leading man... Like, oh, I'm actually a leading man, but I just, you know, I'm, like, kind of big and chubby and, like, normal, everyday looking. Which he is, which and makes him, like, a fantastic character actor because he can fit into so many different worlds and roles. But it's like, okay, so Brad Pitt, like, you're immediately noticeable because you're so beautiful. Yeah. And so, like, we can't ever take you seriously in the background of a scene. Or we, you can't just, like, be existing in the background of a scene without you meeting more than... Like you can't yeah. be like an clearly extra. does like the sort of character actor type roles. No, more. no, no, and I'm not I disagreeing. Mean, no, 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 right, but yeah, with that person's assessment, I agree that he's a like he is a character actor stuck in in his skills. But it's like 
He's not stuck. Like, to describe being in right. Brad Pitt's body and calling it stuck, it's like, I would love like to get so stuck in Brad Pitt's body in y- any definition y- of that You'd love phrase. to get him stuck in your body. <laughs> Ayo. Either way. Like, literally either way. Shh. <laughs> Drink to that. Cheers. Rosé, cheers. Yeah. We're drinking. that sound yeah, on. On cam, on mic. On cam. Is it um, also an ASMR podcast? Yeah. It is with whisper like this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're really good at it. Roz is making okay. bird noises of some sort. Um, the other big news this week, uh, which we should touch on qu- touch on quickly, our girl Brittany's been going through a really rough patch. Yeah, th- I feel uncomfortable honestly talking about this on the podcast. Do we have another three hours for this? <laughs> no, we're not going to dig in, but we just want to, again... Send all of our love to Brad. Yeah, we send all of our yeah. love to Brittany. We're and also worried every time she goes brunette, it means something, and she just It does, said, but she was taking after her sister. Well, no, she always has can a story behind it, but it always means can something. Can I throw out a wild theory that... I'm, nerv- that I'm nervous. This is wild theory. No, moment. no, it's, not, it's it. not even that wild, but it's, it's so... The thing with old Jamie now has the child abuse claim against him yeah. by mm-hmm. Kevin Federline. So if we're in a situation where Jamie's not allowed around the kids... But he has to supervise Brittany as conservator. Can we get can we get to a place where that means he cannot be her conservator because she has to be around the kids and he can't be there? I, I guess what I'm saying she is she just can't ever be around her kids. Well, that's like the that's what I said to the person who proposed this theory to me. I said the the bad outcome for her could be right. But assuming that she's gonna you know she's still gonna have the right to be around her kids because she hasn't done anything right. that we've seen crazy. Is is this actually Kevin Federline? Helping Britney is this even a scheme? Because it's, I mean, in the well, best possible never, way. They never challenged it. Right. They're just letting right. it because they don't want so, it. So, is this going to get to a situation where Britney has to be featured through conservatorship because now her conservator has a child abuse claim against him but and he's not allowed around her own kids? Is really a financial arrangement. It's like. Jamie's not required to like observe Brittany I in think any he is situation. With the children, when the kids are around. I think Isn't he that, might be. That was what I read. Was I think like you a weird, next to the mic. Was I like a weird thing. Be. Yeah, can we look it up? Because I think that's what it was. Is they didn't. I just took us down the rabbit hole. I'm sorry. Fight I know it? it's like I'm sorry. This episode is getting way too <laughs> okay. long. I'm not looking okay, this up. Well, we are going we to might have to dive tell in your deeper. audience forgivers. Google it. Google it. Just Google Give us it. The feedback. Just Google Give us it. The DMs. Um, the other quick thing is that our boy uh, Jay Biebs, <laughs> Justin Bieber, um, he posted a an ins- a notes app photo to his Instagram. That was a real self care moment. Which was was a real self care moment. Yeah. Um, I do think we need we need like a Tumblr. For these people. Wait, like we forgive you needs to have a Tumblr? No, we don't. We can barely manage our Instagram. Um, but maybe like so are we taking another photo? Uh no, like like you know how Taylor Swift uses her Tumblr to like write long yes. long form pieces? Like or everyone also to needs confirm things to do it. Or like likes and retweets. Because you know, Twitter feeds are the worst thing in the world, like a thread. They're terrible. And hard to follow. Hard to follow, hard to retweet, hard to deal with. And then these I'm sorry, but like I can barely see the Justin Bieber Instagram post. Oh, yeah, the font is so it. tiny and I can't just like zoom into each word to understand what's going on. Um but he basically was just like, It's hard to be a child star. My parents were like eighteen years old when they had me. I became famous at 13. My whole life has been kind of terrible. I did a lot of heavy drugs. I'm obsessed with being married now. I'm very worried for Haley Baldwin in all of this. Oh, I know. Like, this is like his saving grace. It's like, honey, did you... Obviously, when you were a tween, you didn't listen to Carrie Bradshaw. You have to fall in love with yourself first. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. He really... He does feel like he's... You know, I never cared about Haley Baldwin before. And I saw her Vogue photo shoot where she is doing Princess Diana, and she, bitch, she ain't doing Princess Diana. Uh, but I am worried well, about Haley her. Haley is just so pretty that she could really do anything. And so I'm just like, I just hate Or that. nothing. She could do nothing. Yeah, I am also like feel bad for her that her beauty patent got declined, Bieber Beauty, because Justin already owned the patent. And it was like, <laughs> you guys, like, you guys could have done that. And now she just, like, publicly, like, come on, be better. Be best. Um, is that Melania? Yeah, anti-bullying. Yeah. 
Um, and anti, uh, I think, opioid addiction. It's like a two-pronged assault. Oh, she's just like, I can only come with one, so can we make it... Yeah. It's an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, I'm sorry, but Michelle Obama doesn't actually have anything I can copy for this. So I'm a little confused. Um, so that's our episode. If you love a meandering mess, you can rate, review, uh, and subscribe. Tag your friends. We will do a post um, so you can tag your friends and shout out her, whichever friends you want to listen to or you share the episode with. Um, we want to thank our guest, Jared, for joining us. Where can people follow you if you want it, Ooh, people to follow you? Um, yeah, at JJ Jameson on Instagram. There's like two S's in the last name. Yeah, and I just shared you on our. Wait, is it J Jameson or JJ Jameson? There's two J's. There's three J's. It's JJ. Is your Jameson. middle name also a J? No. Oh, okay. I'm just a liar on Instagram. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, a friend of the pod who hates the pod, uh, our good friend Courtney Bush, uh, her How middle name. Is Courtney? Her middle name is Yvonne, but as uh, she was trying to come up with an email that would be like Courtney, middle initial, Bush at gmail.com, um, and she realized that her name ends in a Y and then her middle name is a Y. So it just looked like Courtney. So then she uh, gave herself a fake middle name, which is Roxanne. And now she's Courtney Roxanne Bush. Which is the, um, also so a Courtney great R. name. Bush so good for her. Yeah. At gmail.com. Jared, thanks for taking photos. Um, so I'm so happy to be Jared here. Roz, literally no one can hear you. Oh, I'm just trying to do Instagram right <laughs> which now. Which is the other constructive criticism I used to give on this podcast, which is Roz sounds like she's in another room sometimes. Well, do you understand? Because sometimes I am. Like, I get up, sometimes I walk around. I now like I, now that I've seen where I, the magic happens. I try happens, to explain I, to people because I, I get, get it now, though. I like, get I'm it. I'm sorry, but all, all I can hear on your podcast is you. And I'm like, Roz just sees the mic and runs away from it. No, it's because I really think that maybe next season – we need to get like you need a headset. That's she, exactly what she, I'm thinking. We need Britney headset mics. We do. Well, I think no, but those are turned off. So you need one that's turned on. Ooh, honey. Wow. Okay, so that's a little too real for our podcast. Oh, oh <laughs> I, I say that with all the love. Excuse no, me. I'm, I'm just kidding. All the love. Um, Britney, we love you. We want to know what the brown hair means. What does the brown hair means? I hope it means blackout too, but that's what we say every time. So yeah. it's not gonna be that. Every time I try to fly, I fall without my wings. I feel so small. I guess that's the episode, baby. Oh, yeah, before, like, oh. iTunes is like, there's a comment. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's too exact. They Bye. did too good of a job. Bye.